What's happening, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of the Beautiful Hustle Podcast, the podcast that connects the heart to the hustle of the beauty industry. We're back. Hi. Hi. It's been a minute since we've sat down to record. It has, yes. I Life is going a million miles an hour for both of us. We're going to yes. dive into that today. We're going to talk about it. Um, but I don't feel like it's unique to us. I think it's everywhere. Everyone is just kind of getting by day by day right now. I think Earth is just wilding <laughs> out right now. Yeah. Like, it's like, you know what? We've been cooped up for a year. Let's just everything happen at once. Yep. I, I do think that like, yeah, it's taken all of the crazy that should have happened in 2020 and dumped it into 2021. And we're all out and about just being crazy. hundred percent. Also, I'm so excited to record. I know. As we like started recording, I was like, Ooh, I forget. Like there, we called it like the recording high. I know it's here. I love it. We're buzzing. Uh, well, I might be buzzing because um, I'm on like eight cups of coffee right now. My mouth. Like, Same. I had a. I had a. I had two cups before you got here, and I then can had a feel glass. like my pulse in my tongue. Yeah, it's like pumping so much. The other day at the salon, I was like halfway through the day. I was like, I should drink some water. Let me go get some water. I know. Well, after the last uh, failed pregnancy, mm. I because obviously I don't drink alcohol or coffee when I'm pregnant, and. So I was like, you know what? Since I'm not pregnant anymore, I'm not going to drink alcohol or coffee. I'm just going to take it easy. I effing knew you would ha- like think yeah. that. And like, then how long pur- did it last? Be a purist. <laughs> like I only drink water and all these things. And then I got cleared on like a Monday that everything was cleared and taken care of from that situation. I had like a bottle of Prosecco <laughs> that night and like eight glasses of coffee the next day. And I'm I, yet to break that habit. It's like a day-to-day habit. I like end the day with a Prosecco and I start the day with too much hey, coffee. That's like me. I'm going to eat responsibly today. I know. Cue me at seven o'clock ordering DoorDash. I know. <laughs> but you know what? I am on day one of my Peloton. That's right. So yes. tell everyone. Yeah. So I got a Peloton. So again, life is happening like so crazy. We'll dive into it as much as we can, but mm-hmm. things are just confusing. So... My husband is gone. He left Sunday. We're recording on Monday. So he left yesterday for four months. This is crazy. And I'm so dependent on him. So I can't go to the gym or anything. If you haven't listened to the history, I have a two-year-old and I travel for work. So Mm. I don't have time to go to the gym or anything, but I've really, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) your plants need you. I have a lot of plants to take (laughs) care of. It's a full-time job. So, but I felt like I'm like, I'm really in the mental space of like, don't complain about your body, do something about it. I've been in that mental space for a year. And then I've just had like the pregnancy issues and Mm -hmm. things that I'm like, all right, same paradigm. Don't complain about it. Just do something about it. So I got a Peloton. I almost said a Pendleton, (laughs) a Peloton so that I can work out at home. And my nail tech who actually you work with. Oh yeah. yeah. um, She told me, she's like, it eliminates every excuse. She's like, you can wear underwear and socks and work out at home. I mean, you don't, you, the outfit, you don't have that excuse anymore. Yeah. The childcare, you don't have that excuse anymore. Yep. The too cold to drive to the gym, yep. you don't, it eliminates so many excuses. And honestly, this morning when my alarm went off at six, I was like, oh, maybe I'll just do it tonight. And I'm like, don't be a loser. Don't be that girl. <laughs> just get a first day of having yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> and I did, I'm like, just go do it. My one requirement for myself right now is that I just have to complete the workout. I don't have to go hard. I yeah. don't have to high score. You just have to complete it. Just okay. spin your legs for the t- duration of the workout. That's the only requirement. And I did so good. Nice. I was super duper proud of myself. 
have you heard of the guy? Uh, he's on TikTok. He does like one of the classes for Peloton. Is that, do you have the subscription where yes. you can watch the class? I get Well, today was my first one. So I oh, have, okay. um, I did Allie Love today. Okay. And, um, her thing that she said that I loved this and I hate when people like are obsessed with their Peloton. I promise I'm going to try not to be this girl. I <laughs> hate when people are like, well, in my Peloton class today, but I'm about to say in my Peloton class today, <laughs> Allie Love said the theme of it was be better. And she's Ooh. like, you can be better. And she was like, push harder, do more. If that's what be better means to you. But if be better means just get up and move your legs, then do then, that. If be better means taking a day off and resting, do that. But whatever it is, be better for yourself. Oh, I love that. And so I kept thinking about that theme throughout the day too. And it's like so many opportunities of where we can be better in our life. It, it doesn't ha- better doesn't have to mean more. Better yeah. can be smarter or more yeah. strategic or more efficient or recovery. Better can reflect itself in so many different ways. So I really loved that lesson. Okay, Peloton giving life lessons. I was like, do not repeat this story, how you're feeling about it, because I hate when people are like, in my Peloton. But I'm oh, that girl. I hate that too, and I am one hundred percent that person. Hundred, I am the. I am. We're the that same person. though. We are. We have very addictive personalities. So when we no. do something, it. Hello, look around my my place. Yeah, there's seventy eight plants. It's true. Literally, it is true. Um. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, so I'm so I'm excited. excited. I almost. I've been thinking about it too, mostly because of the 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 instructor I see. It's very motivating. I think you would love it. And again, the other thing is I worked out harder than I would have on my own. Yeah. Um, and I would, I completed it, which normally on my own once things get a little uncomfortable. I'm like, okay, cool. You did something that's better than nothing. But completing the Peloton workout was harder. I think you would really like it. And you and I are only the most competitive people on earth. So if we linked our, like oh, names to shit. each other, uh, we would just like one be up over. each other all day. What it if we one upped ourselves to the hottest bodies you've ever seen? Yeah, I would like to think that would be a motivator, but <laughs> at almost 40, that motivation's <laughs> dwindling real fast. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, so today we wanted to just hop on here. It is our season finale for season two. Woo. So this will be the last episode, I know, for this season. We will be back with some bangers in October for season three, but we wanted to just be really transparent and talk to you guys kind of about the process we've gone through in the first year of our podcast, Um, because October 5th will be our one-year anniversary. I cannot believe, like literally a year ago is when I should look back at our texts because I think it's almost exactly a year ago that I first texted you, we should start a podcast. Yes. I'm going to find that and screenshot it and do it. We'll post Share that. It. Yeah. yeah. So we've gone through this process for a year and, you know, we just had a big meeting this morning with our CEO and our creative director, <laughs> which is Philip and me. Um, <laughs> the whole team was there. The whole team of two. Um, but we just did a lot of reflecting and, you know, the concept of the way we look at it can be applied to whatever anybody's working on. And so we wanted to just talk a little bit about the things that worked for us throughout this year, the things that didn't work for us and how we're going to make some changes for it. So from your perspective, what were kind of your highlights of the year? Um, What were some of the things that stood out for you that went really well for the podcast this year? Well, I think this last year, the the thing I've loved the most is really just starting something new mm-hmm. and uh, not to talk about plants all the time, oh. but along the same lines, I feel like after around 30 ish, 
there's not as much opportunity to learn something brand new from scratch or start something so big after the, I mean, cause really after your early thirties, it's just about consistency, you know, growing in what you already do. Um, and so it's been a lot of fun learning about this. Um, I've had a base knowledge in the tech side and the social media side, but just kind of coming together with someone else, working with you on something so passionately that we care about. Um, but it's been fun. We haven't had to, you know, it's not our full time job. So it's not taking that much resource from us, but mm-hmm. still a big chunk. And just really learning something new. Yeah. And, and really figuring it out as we go. Cause like even re- like relating to hair, it, everything is building off something else. There's nothing, everything that's been done has been done. Every song that has been written mm-hmm. or to be written has already been written. It's all variations on something else. And so this has been fun just kind of having something new and, and different and exciting. And, and even the days where I'm like, Ugh, I do not want to record today. Like we we're just saying, like the moment we put the headphones on, mm-hmm. we're like, oh shit, we mm-hmm. are so fancy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fun. What yeah. about you? Yeah, I think for me, the biggest thing throughout this year has been the pleasure of collaborating with you on this project. Um, Although I work with a team of nine different people in my real corporate job that I do all day, um, it's all remotely. Yeah. Like I don't have any coworkers that I see unless we go to like a national sales meeting. Yeah. And so that has been a really fun learning curve for me on how to collaborate with somebody. Um, And I've enjoyed bringing an idea to the table and seeing how it evolves with somebody else's perspective. That's been really fun. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing I think has been fun is seeing what, our audience and our listeners yeah. like and how different it is from what you and I sometimes think it is going to be. Totally. Like, and again, relating this to any other salon or any bi- other business model, like we only see things through the lens of our own eyes. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it's so important to have a team that you're safe to bounce ideas off of. Yeah. Um, and you can adjust and modify and things within because we've put lots of things out there that we've worked hard on and our listeners didn't attach to it as much as we did. Yeah. And then some of the things that are most popular episodes are the ones that we just like sat down and started talking like the art of the consultation, how to do more with what you've got. Like those are our biggest episodes. And that was really just us talking from the heart and being, Mm -hmm. you know, sharing what we do all day. Isn't that crazy? Like it happens so often in hair too, where it's like this, all this work you can put into a guest and there's like, yeah, that's cool. And then, but the time you, a guest comes in and just lets you freehand and do whatever you want. And, and then you're just like, I don't know about this. And they just absolutely yeah. love it. Yeah. So I love that. I also really have loved, um, all the different guests we've had on. We've gotten yeah. to connect with some really cool people and heard some really amazing stories along the way. I agree. Like, I can't think of any other context in life where um, Antoinette, the creative director of Aveda, is going to have an hour to sit down and just let us pick her brain. That whole weekend with the Aveda creative directors and global educators was so much fun. And we got, I mean, even like the, uh, we got to hear, hear all of their origin stories. Again, how else would we know those? Like we we take classes yeah. from these individuals. We learn from them on such a big scale that it sometimes isn't as personal. Yeah. And I think hearing the background of where everybody starts, it's mm-hmm. just so relatable. And I there's no other context in life where we would have the pleasure of learning that. Yeah. 
So we have had, you kind of talked about like uh, our listeners not necessarily attaching to some of the things we've done and attaching to other things. Um, So let's talk about, you know, to relate back to our salon owners and managers out there, we start projects and it doesn't work Mm -hmm. and now we need to pivot. And I think this happens a lot, whether you in salon change a brand, change your pay structure, change locations. There's so many huge changes that can come along in a salon that may not necessarily work out. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. It really, I, I'm such a believer in let's try it, figure it out. And if it doesn't work, then we pivot. Yep. So how, how do we start that process of pivoting? Because that's, I think, the crucial part of this. Yeah, I think that looking at everything we do with the mindset of the desire to get it right, not to be right. Like we really cannot be so attached to our ideas, our concepts, our business models, our brands, Mm. our point of sale or anything that we have to dig our heels in the sand to be right. Yeah. Really we have to be agile and flexible enough to have the objective be to get it right. Yeah. And um, I think for us in this podcast, what that looked like is we were, a little busier, a little overwhelmed with creating mm-hmm. the content as rapidly as we want, as we needed to. Yeah. And so when we went to an every other week episode, um, we've got some negative feedback from it. Yeah. Um, we saw some people who were regularly engaging with us kind of drop off. When well, I think part of that too is the algorithm Mm-hmm. which is part of the, the equation. The game. You have to take it into consideration that, um, you know, when you drop off from posting as regularly, um, it's not put out there to your listeners as much. Yeah. And so it's, it's harder to get that engagement. Yeah. So I think we did the every other week episode to fit our lifestyles and what yeah. we needed at the time. And I think it was okay. And we learned some lessons from it. And what we learned was that we can't, just rely on recording every week, which is how we started this podcast because we wanted everything to be fresh and on a week by week basis. Mm -hmm. And I think the lessons we've learned is we need to be a little bit more strategic and maybe record some of these interviews further out in advance so that we can post weekly because our job is to meet the needs of our listeners. And what they're telling us is they want to hear from us weekly. Mm -hmm. Um, But we have to be realistic about what our lifestyles can sustain. And so again, not being so attached to either we record every week or we do every other week. The reality is there's a lot of gray room in the middle. Things don't have to be so black and white. And you and I are such black and white people at times. And so, yeah, really, I think that's a big lesson for anyone is there's not right or wrong. Especially salon owners that I work with that have had their business for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, if something's not working and we start to explore that and I'm like, well, tell me why we do it this way. And the worst answer we can say is, well, that's just the way we've always done it. Mm-hmm. Like that's a really dangerous zone to live in. Yes. Um, and if you do feel that way, like I don't have creativity, I don't have fresh eyes to look at things, lean on your teams. Yeah. There's so many fresh eyes in your team all the time that will have the most amazing creative ideas of ways of looking at things. And we as leaders just have to be open to hearing it and then potentially exploring what that looks like. Well, and and when you involve your team, we've talked about so many times, when you involve your team in something, in these major decisions, 
it creates ownership on the team side. So mm-hmm. now that your team member, even someone brand new, feels like they have creative input into the the overall well-being of your business. And when that happens, they're going to be more loyal. Mm-hmm. You're going to retain that employee a lot longer. But also, they're not going to be afraid to bring ideas to you if you're open to having ideas from them. And the more ideas out there, the better. It doesn't mean you have to use them all, or yeah. if any. Um and most people just want to be heard. They just want to be listened to. When you look at the top three things that retain an employee for an extended period of time, autonomy mm-hmm. is always in the top three items. Yes. You know, the ability to contribute and have some individual like creation behind the things they do. Yeah. Um, so I think that makes a big difference. The other area that you and I learned some lessons on, we're still learning, <laughs> um, is social media. Oh, that beast and you know sometimes I roll my eyes at salon owners when they tell me they struggle with social media because Mm -hmm. I'm like well this is the lifeline to your business social media is how you find beauty influencers is how you find beauty brands not every industry has as strong a connection to social media as the beauty industry does and we chose this industry so there's a very strong correlation in social media and we came in hot our first picture bro like where are you at magazine cover i'm telling you it's so good yeah it's so good we came in so hot with our first photo shoot i'm obsessed with our initial images mm-hmm. and we were posting once a day yep for our first three months we never broke it um we were using a scheduling app and things went really well and then we wanted to kind of manipulate the social media side of it to try and get some additional exposure mm-hmm So we stepped away from scheduling apps and we split up the social media content to where we were posting in live time. And what, again, we noticed was the reality of just busy lives. We were slipping on our daily postings. Um, And we did that again to try and get more organic followers and more organic attention to the podcast. And one of the lessons we learned in the end was without using the scheduling app versus with, we really didn't see much shift in content engagement. What we saw was the impact it had on our mental stability and our stress load around social media. So I think that was another one where although the rule books say Mm -hmm. scheduling apps will drop your exposure for you and I, the reality is to do a good job Again, thank you, Peloton, to be better and just <laughs> yeah. get some posts out there. Scheduling app is what's going to be the crutch to get us there. And that's totally okay. A hundred percent. And I think any situation, yes, the the rules and the algorithm and, and anything in, in whatever arena it's, it's pertaining to, you want to use that as a base jump off. But really, it does need to fit what you're capable mm-hmm. of doing. And you and I have talked like, we are okay if that happens. We would at this point ra- rather get regular content out to have that exposure than the frustration of having to post every day and, you know, come up with it on the fly type yeah. of thing. And sometimes that just doesn't work. And that's fine. And that's fine. But I think the awareness needs to be there. regardless of if it's a podcast or if it's your insulin education program, if your goal is every time somebody starts, they go through this beautiful hands-on boot camp with assisting programs and all of the amazing things that we know we're capable of. If life doesn't have that for you right now, using a virtual hair color training cutting program or using Mm -hmm. some virtual hair color classes or whatever it might be, 
that sometimes might just have to be the solution in the way that you're doing things. So I think regardless of whether you're looking at it as us as a podcast, as the way you run your business, using a format that fits where you are at the moment. Absolutely. And, and really taking advantage of your resources, like, Mm -hmm. and especially in a salon, you know, not the owner being the only one posting and taking all of that on. And unless Mm -hmm. that's your only job as the owner and you've set up a system where you can step back and let the rest of the business run smoothly and everything's flowing great. And you're like, I want to take that over. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are a lot of salons I'm seeing really having a social media team come from their team. Mm -hmm. And again, that just creates ownership. It creates a healthy responsibility for your team members to contribute, which and then in turn, again, creates retention and loyalty and inspires people to be more creative and push the envelope. And I always say, when you have that loyalty and they know that they what was I going to say? Oh, they, when they know they can trust you in that because Mm -hmm. you trust them, you're going to get a lot better work and you're going to get people who are more willing when you say, Hey, we do need something off hours done, Mm -hmm. you know, or to come in and help out on this project or we're short this day. Can you help? They're going to be a lot more willing to say yes and be happy doing it when they know that that trust is there. And when you trust someone to do something like social media, that creates a lot of trust to say, Hey, I know you've only been with the company six months, but would you be able to help with social media? Yeah. The amount of trust that that can create is exponential. Yep. I agree. So for you looking back this year, what were some obstacles or things that um, maybe didn't work out as well as we had hoped outside of social media Mm -hmm. and the schedule changes that we did? I mean, the, really the big one is time time management and really taking a moment to assess what we are capable of versus what we actually are going to do versus what we need to do. I have such a hard time with that balance in all aspects of my life. Yeah. Um, what I'm capable of versus what is realistic. That is such a hard thing for me. Again, like back to the nutrition and dieting type thing. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm capable of having protein shakes and lettuce only or whatever, but like, that's not realistic or sustainable. I'm so bad at that black and white and finding the gray in the middle. Um, And I think that showed up for me uh, also this year within Mm -hmm. the podcast creation. When I think this last year was just such a heavy year in general, I think um, there was just a lot in our own personal lives that went on as well. And then we added the podcast on top mm-hmm. of that. And the first few months were great because it was new and shiny and we were doing great. And then probably around the new year is when really shit hit the fan for both of us. Yeah. And my work was a really big struggle. As most of you know, I left that salon. Um, you had a lot going on in your personal life with pregnancy and mm-hmm. it w- on top of COVID, on top of political tension, on top of family tension. And so it really has taught me a lot on managing that and mm-hmm. where to put my own personal resources and what are my priorities and learning how to say, okay, that may not be my priority for me in my life at this point right now. And that's okay. And what that really gave me bigger insight to is when other people have to do that. 
Yeah. You know, when people come to you and are like, okay, I have to step back from this and not taking it so personally. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, there's people who have worked for me who have either quit or had to move on or whatever it may be. And it doesn't mean that it's a personal thing. Sometimes it really is. It's me, not you. Mm-hmm. And then there are cases in my cases it's where you, it's you, not me. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah. So we have a lot of fun things to look forward to mm-hmm. in this upcoming season. Um, what are you most looking forward to in this next season that will again, will start in October and um, anything that you want to say out loud about what you're working on with your personal projects? Ooh. Cause we both have some Bangs on the docket. Yes. we. So we're going to take um, about a month off. Yep. We're going to re-air some episodes, some of our bigger ones that you guys have really enjoyed. Um, so Jess and I can get caught up on some personal things. None of our big projects we can say out loud yet. Um, we're prepping. You might see on my social media this next week some prep for a big photo shoot uh, for something really big. Um, working on some stuff with Aveda and the color squad and education. You've got some stuff coming up with Aveda. So really excited for that. For the podcast, we are lining up some really stellar guests. So good. And we've, I've still got some emails going out, but one that has confirmed that I will say, I didn't, t- we're just going to announce one guest. Just well, one. two. Two? Well, we've talked a lot about her on the podcast. And I am so excited to have one of my good, good friends, my mentor, my old salon owner from a while back, um, Deanna. She is the epitome of salon culture and how to build really amazing salon culture within her own business. And she does it her own way. There's many people who are like, how the hell is this even a business still? (laughs) Yeah. Like people have said that to you and me from corporate. It's true. I agree. Yeah. With Deanna, like she is one that, um, I I don't know how to say, I want to preface this with, I I don't mean this in like a better than worse than way. Yeah. But we have access to a lot of amazing people that are really well known on social media. Yes. That have big names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes their content isn't always as consumable to the everyday salon owner Mm. because they've been removed from like the day-to-day business so much. Where Deanna, I think, is a perfect example of somebody who is a powerhouse running a really profitable, really strong cultured salon um, that is in the thick of it every single day Mm -hmm. and knows how to navigate when to step in, when to step back. The realistic kind of day-to-day day experience. I think she's the perfect powerhouse to fill that niche. And she really does it her own way. Yep. I would like to say unapologetic about it, but she apologizes for everything, Um, (laughs) but still goes through with it because she knows for her, it's right for her and not necessarily right in the traditional sense, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say is like the things that you would read in like a business book. Oh, is out not, the window yeah, with Deanna It's not what Deanna's doing, but she leads with her heart, but her yes. heart is really uh, connected to other people. Yeah. So it's not like she's just in a bedroom making her own heart decisions. Right. Like her heart has these strings that can connect yes. to other people and fulfill their careers. Like that's going to be a good one. Yeah. I think she's going to be great. And we'll talk about, because as much as we like put her up on this pedestal, there are a lot of... Totally. Um, I don't want to say... 
negatives, but you know, she, she's gone through it in her business and her personal life, even between her and I, as good of friends as we are, her and I have fought, but she leaves room for that. And that's what I appreciate too. Like yeah. there was one time I slammed my laptop so hard at her and almost threw it across. <laughs> I, I threw my charger cord across the room. <laughs> I love it. But she's going to be amazing. I'm so excited. And then the other one that has confirmed is John Harms, the founder of Millennium Mevo. <clears throat> my favorite booking software. He is an incredible businessman and leader. Another one who has a really strong culture. Mm -hmm. And this is a theme within our podcast. And I think if you look at any successful business, especially a salon, it really comes down to culture. I agree. To me, there is nothing more important than culture and relationship. It is people over profit because when you put people first, the profit comes. And of course you have to have good business sense and, and sure. you know, there's all that too, but that's the easy stuff. Mm-hmm. Really? The, the difficult thing is culture and John really embodies that. And, um, just as an example, he created a private Facebook group for Mevo users to go on and, um, it started a place to like an idea exchange and how to use Mevo from the salon side. And, you know, if there's any issues like, hey, I'm having trouble with this report. Who does this? How do you do it? And that's how it started out. It kind of morphed into a complaint board. <laughs> I feel like every Facebook group eventually turns into that. Pretty much. That's just kind of the 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 dark side of social media. Mm-hmm. But he has navigated it so well. I am every day just really impressed by what he does in this group for his users and a doesn't let him get him down. He's so professional about it and really sticks up for his team. I love that. Cause there are some people on there where I'm like, Ooh girl, <laughs> you lucky. I don't work for you. Yeah. Um, but he navigates it so beautifully. And so that's why I wanted to have him on. And I've seen him live in person at conferences. He's an incredible speaker. So he's going to be really awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I can't wait for that. What are you excited for? Um, yeah, I think that this last year, we, again, we were just so excited. We just started going and every mm-hmm. week we'd have ideas and we would just kind of do things on a day by day basis. Um, where this next season was the first time we actually sat down and planned out a yeah. variety of talent, a variety of subjects. We have enough time to do a little bit of additional research and planning on some mm-hmm. of our episodes. So I, I like having um, a little more this. They're going to be really content rich episodes. Yes. Like you're going to want a pen and paper if you have yeah, one yeah. available because yeah. we're really taking the time to make sure that our, we deliver the information in a really clear and concise way. Um, but of course, still with our same crazy personalities involved in it and oh yes lots of great guests and fun things um but yeah i think it's going to be a really great season upcoming i look forward to this little break one because we're going to re-air like you said some of our most popular Mm -hmm. favorite episodes and two because coming out with a new season it's just gonna it's gonna be our best one yet honestly i think so yeah i think we're getting our interviewing skills down our talking skills and our content's going to be just great I agree. I'm so excited. Yeah. And we need this right now. The yeah. world's a mess. World's a mess. Yeah. We got to oh tap gosh. out for a minute. I got to. Yeah. I saw this thing on Facebook or not Facebook. Um, 
maybe Instagram and it was talking about compassion fatigue and it's just where everyone's just, there's been so much going on between politics and COVID and Afghanistan and just the world burning literally Literally, to the ground. Um, There's just this fatigue of like, I just, I don't have the resources to care about it anymore. We've all been cooped up and so passionate this last year. And so I think it's time to just like, relax, get some really good actionable, as much as I love like talking floaty, frilly stuff of like feel good content, um, it's time to take action and have the feel good content, but with, okay, now how are we going to action this? Yep. I agree. So we've got plans. We're excited. We've got a couple fun photo shoots for us coming up too. Um, so we'll have some great social media images and content coming back for you guys. Um, make sure you're following both of us on our personal Instagram pages also, because these secret projects we've been discussing, we'll be able to reveal on there, um, here in the short future. So mine is at Jessica 406 Saunders. And I'm at Philip Procopio. Just type Philip pro. I'm usually the first one that pops (laughs) up. It's, yeah, bad last name. And no, of, well, not bad, but hard to spell. <laughs> and of course, if you're not already, make sure to follow us at the Beautiful Hustle Podcast on Instagram. We'll make sure to share with you updates um, and teasers about the great season that we have coming up for you. And we will be back in October. And if any of these episodes really just speak to you, uh, do us a favor, not only rate and review because that helps us out, but share it to your social media throw one of the episodes up on your story and let everyone else know the awesome content that we have and what is coming. And until next time, everyone stay beautiful and keep hustling. Mm -hmm.